So this year, I had a goal, right? I had a mission for this podcast, and it was to fly in guest speakers to Houston, because that's where I'm at, and have them speak on the show, you know, have an in-person interview, because most of the time we're doing remote interviews, right? Which is the glorious thing about freaking technology nowadays, but I had a mission to to bring in and fly in guest speakers, and, you know, just get to know one another, connect, network, and do a bunch of cool stuff, and obviously drop an amazing episode. So today, this is going to be the very first guest speaker we have ever flown into Houston, um, and I'm very excited for this episode. So, as you already know, you're listening to the Train Alishon Podcast. I am your host, Coach Matt, owner of Athletic Beings Training and Apparel. And if this is your first time tuning into the podcast, I am so happy and honored to have you here. Every Monday and Thursday, we push out amazing episodes for you all to listen to on any one of your favorite podcast platforms. And now, just recently, we are pushing videos to the YouTube channel, Matthew, Matthew Fitness Trainer. You'll see a playlist called Train Alishon Podcast, and that's where they're all at. Um, if you want any questions answered, you want to learn more about health and fitness, you want to get the ins and outs when it comes down to training, nutrition, mindset, you want to get inspired, you want to get motivated to move and you know, get past the mindset roadblock and just figure out how other people have accomplished amazing things with their fitness and health, how you can do the same thing. You know, in my journey when I first began, I used to always think there was something wrong with me. I used to always think I was doing stuff wrong and you know, at the end of the day, I was. I wasn't focused on something, you know, that I needed to focus on in order to achieve the goals I wanted. But as soon as I answered or got my questions answered and asked the questions, then I started to realize that, you know, this is so, this is simple stuff. And I was figuring it out on my own and I was learning from other people. And I was I was finally breaking down the wall that caused me to just stay in a plateau or made me stay stuck and my focus on health and fitness drastically changed over the past five years. And and we are here to bring all the amazing knowledge and inspiration and motivation we possibly can to you here on this podcast. But not only that, we're here to do one big thing. It is our motto. It is our freaking mission statement. And it's to inspire people to believe in themselves. And that's all we want to do here on the podcast. But, you know, what helps me get feedback from you all is if you take a minute or two and just leave a five-star review for the show. Like, honestly, it means the world to me. And I take every single review and I take it and I use it to implement and make this podcast just that much bigger, that much better for you all to listen and tune into, right? But not only that, but there's a lot of people out there right now who are looking for the next health and fitness, nutritional, motivational podcast. And you're going to help them find this podcast just that much faster, just as if you're going to go shop on Amazon for the next coolest thing, you know, a pen that writes on its own, and you're going to check the reviews, right? You're going to see what's up, see what people got to say about it. That's what other people are doing also around the world whenever they're looking for the next podcast. And you're going to help them find this podcast that much faster, which means you're going to help other people around the world who have questions. You're going to help them find answers here on the Train of podcast. And also, too, as you already know, we've created amazing partnerships with some great companies to help you down your health and fitness journey. The most recent one is with Flex Pro Meals, an amazing meal prepping service that you can simply order your meals. They get shipped to your front door. You put it in the fridge. And once you're ready to eat after your workout, you know, at lunch for work or whenever the in time of the day that you want to crush these meals, all you got to do is throw it inside the microwave for two and a half minutes, three minutes. Eat it. There's no dishes. There's no portion sizing. There's no cooking. There's no going out and buying the groceries. All that stress of just prepping your foods your own on your own time is done for you. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is immaculate because not only are you getting time back for you to do more things inside your life, inside your goals for your fitness or your body or health, whatever it is, 
but you're going to get some very nutritional, tasteful foods right there for you. And all you got to do is spend two and a half minutes to just warm it up and then eat it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, but hey, if you want to check out more partnerships, go ahead and head over to the website or check the show notes of every single episode. You can see all the amazing benefits that you all get for tuning in to every single one of these episodes. But ladies and gentlemen, like I said in the intro, in the very beginning, I am honored to have brought an amazing guest speaker, a third time returning guest speaker to the show because she is absolutely incredible and she is the very first guest speaker to ever be flown into Houston to guest speak on the Train on the Trump podcast. So I am honored and happy to introduce y'all, Kelly Stone. Hey everyone, Coach Matt here and you're listening to the Train Hard Lift On Podcast where we bring on the top fitness pros, top fitness influencers, motivational speakers and people who have gone through dramatic transformations and we're all here to inspire you to believe in yourself. If you have not yet, go ahead and check out our website, trainhardliftstrong.com. You can see all the new upcoming guest speakers and all the amazing things coming your way. Welcome to another life-changing episode. Another amazing episode here on the Train Hard Strong podcast, and today we have the very first guest speaker we've ever returned to the show and also flown to Houston. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome to the show Miss Kelly Stone. What's up, girl? What's up? Excited to be here. Dude, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> like it's it was so like people from the very first time that we ever met there. The episode did great. And, yeah. and people liked it. And we got like, I got good feedback from what they learned from you. So we brought you back on the second time. And then that was awesome too. Because each time was different conversations. Yep. So I was like, yo, what can we do different for the third episode, right? So for the third episode, let's just bring Kelly to Houston and let's do it in person. Because obviously I've never met you yet. Yep. Right? And then now it's, now you're here and it's so cool. So she flew in. Friday night. Yep. And we kind of did some stuff yesterday, Saturday, and then now today, Sunday, we are doing the actual podcast recording. And um, I, I, I'm going to enjoy this one a lot more because obviously you're here. Yep. But I'm also going to enjoy it because there. Every time I ended an episode with you, I always felt like I wanted to like talk more about so much other stuff. So I feel like today we can actually like do that and and get it everything out you know get everything out so ladies and gentlemen get ready for like <laughs> venting get ready for all the things today <laughs> just everything everything and anything um so since this is going to be like a you know in-depth episode and stuff and you've given your background in both episodes and we'll link the first episode in this show note so if you want to check out more about kelly you can we'll put both the episodes so you don't miss out on any of them but uh, for the third episode, can you give like a, just a background story on just how you got to who you are today? Oh, man. Loaded question. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Take your time. We got all the time in the world <laughs> the right now. All the time. Yeah. I mean, born and raised in Denver, Colorado. Uh-huh. Um, grew up as an athlete my whole life. Gymnastics, swimming, swam, D1 in college. Uh, pursued a doctorate in physical therapy, um, University of Florida, and then moved back to Denver in 2016. Okay. And... From then on, I've um, kind of transitioned into competing in competitive CrossFit, um, do a variety of physical therapy stuff, and then just passionate about health, nutrition, wellness, training, all the things. Everything and yep. everything that come with it. No, that's and that's one thing I've always enjoyed about um, the talks I have with you because they're so 
genuine and to who you are. And it's it's rare to find people that have like a passion for what we do and a passion to help other people. Yep. And I think that's very important to have, especially with what we do. Um, and you have that naturally. And I think that's what also other people find attractive whenever it comes down to looking for someone to guide them towards something to help them with their body and health or any sort of like goals that they have in those specific areas. And I found that with in day one. Mm-hmm. Because when I first reached out to you, that, that was... I reached out to you even before I didn't even know you were on the Titan Games. Yeah. Like in the first time I reached out to you. And then that that all that stuff started happening and I was like, "Wow, Kelly's on the Titan <laughs> Games. That's freaking awesome." <laughs> but uh so has has training when did this? When did weight training and all this stuff enter your life? Cuz I know you started as a swimmer, right? And so mm-hmm. doing all this stuff. When did this enter your life? So, I mean, I've honestly we were talking about this earlier about how I think it's so easy for people to get caught up in where they are in their journey versus and kind of comparing to other people. So, you know, I've been doing CrossFit since 2016, but I started lifting weights when I was 14 years old with my dad. So, um, you know, it's evolved and it's been different things throughout my life. You know, that type of training looked different when I was in high school versus when I was in college and then briefly dabbled in some figure shows, so some bodybuilding competitions, and then... The typing of training that I do now uh, really has evolved since 2016. Mm-hmm. So through all of that, I've seen my body change dramatically, my skill level. And, um, you know, I've been fit in various different ways, depending on what I'm doing. Like yeah, yeah. when I swam in college, my body looked very different and it was efficient for what I was doing for that. But now it looks very different. So I just like to help people regardless of where they are at, you know, work towards their goals and kind of realize what that actually looks like, because right. I think it's so tempting to just think oh like i just need to lose weight to get my ideal body type and a lot of time that's not actually the case like right. i weigh more now than i did swimming and uh-huh. my body fat's way lower now but uh-huh. it's just a totally different kind of look and training mindset honestly that's why i think it's crazy whenever it comes down to like um just how your body would transition how it changes through time yep i think that's so i think it's so cool because like how you just said right now you're like you were, whenever you did figure, you competed in figure, right? Is yep. that what it was? Mm-hmm. So whenever you were there, and you still look like your aesthetics is still pretty good, but it wasn't like how it was whenever you were doing figure. You, were you more lean in figure? Yeah, for, towards the end of it, absolutely. Right. Like I have way more muscle now than I did yes. then. Yes. But I was, you know, I walked on stage almost 15 pounds lighter than I am now, mm-hmm. but that also was not a happy <laughs> right like it took happy place for me to be that right. um and to just focus specifically on that you know mm-hmm. i i don't think i realized until finishing that and several months even a year later of the mental impact that that had on me and yeah. for me just wasn't a mentally healthy space so i don't regret it because i learned a lot and it really prompted my um just passion for pursuing nutrition and helping others um but yeah, I just kind of realized I needed to be in a place where I felt like I was being more pro health and focusing on what my body can do and what it's capable capable of versus standing on a stage and having people tell me what's wrong with me. Right. <laughs> like, I know. For me, it was a very mentally draining type right. of environment. Absolutely. And I think that's what's like so important for people to understand. Yep. Because like there's so many different ways that you can attack something, right? If you want to get leaner or if you want to build more muscle, like there's different avenues of approach to hit those things. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's like, so what we try to do for the podcast, we always try to inspire people to believe in who they are. Yep. Like that's the that's the biggest thing. That's the missing piece, the key that I feel like is lacked when it comes down to people like pursuing something. Because mm-hmm. 
if you don't believe in something that you want to do or even believe that you can achieve it, then it's never going to happen. Yep. Um, so believing in yourself is, is powerful just by, just by having that. But then, you know, if you want to hit a certain PR or if you want to get bigger muscles or if you want to like shred fat or whatever it is that you're trying to do inside of the goals you have, there's so many different ways to do it. And you don't always have to put yourself in the worst scenarios. You don't always have to like ruin your mental health or, mm-hmm. or go into a complete deficit to the point to where it's like, you know, insane. Because you were, you were saying you were at a point to where you're eating like what? 800 calories, 700 calories at one time? 700 calories. That's nuts, dude. And people do that. Some people right now listening maybe are someone – are people that are like, I need to be in a deficit, right? Like I need to be in a deficit. So to me, for me to be in a deficit, I need to eat 1,000 calories. I need to burn like 2,000 calories, right? So I need to get into a – if I get into a 1,000-calorie deficit, I think I'll lose weight a lot faster, right? And maybe, okay? And But you're going to do a lot more, way more harm – Yep. To your body and to your mind, to your mental health than anything else. Um, and, and I feel like that's a huge problem. If people want to – they don't understand what deficits are, surpluses, performance training, uh, leaning down and like you know all these different things that come into it. Um, and, and you feel now better than you ever have. A hundred percent. Like I feel like I am the most confident, happy, just well-balanced – passionate person that I've ever been mm-hmm. and I finally feel like I kind of hit my stride and it, it took me until really about a year maybe two ago to really kind of get there and that was with the help of coaches you know both nutritionally and um, CrossFit wise to kind of get to this happy place it did not happen overnight and I had to manage kind of the aftermath of yeah. things like going through figure and right. um, I think the biggest thing that I've realized is it's even if something works in the short term and it seems like the logical path, if it's not sustainable, it's not worth it. Not at least not it. to me. You no, know, like I will take the long journey, two, three, four years of building muscle and progressively working towards those goals to get to a place where I'm at now where, you know, my body composition doesn't change a whole lot year round. I eat a ton of food, you know, right now currently <laughs> close to 3,000 or more calories a day. Right, 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 right. And I feel like I'm... I'm eating and I'm training to fuel myself and perform at my best. And then aesthetics is really just a secondary kind of byproduct of that, which mentally is a much healthier place for me to be. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And obviously with like, I've been waiting to talk about this. This is going to be a good one (laughs) because this might be like the most venting and time consuming (laughs) topic. But with, um, and we've talked about this for every time, almost the days you've been here, we've always talked about this topic. You probably know I'm about to say but whenever it comes down to like your lifestyle and the things that you do with inside your career, because you're a PT, right? Yep. So specifically, before we even jump into the subject, what do you do specifically in PT? Whole spectrum of things. Uh-huh. Um, I work in pediatrics full time. So do anything from infants, Down syndrome, cerebral palsy, kind of whole spectrum there. And then also do ortho sports um, out of my CrossFit gym. So much more kind of high level dry needling, hands on work, um, ex- corrective exercise type stuff. So yeah, right. okay. really the whole spectrum when it right. comes to PT. Right. So then you obviously have to like prioritize your days and focus on like what you need and how you can be the best and perform at your best, right? Every single every single day with what you do. So whenever it comes down to like you dialing in and finding the times of your days to focus on the goals that you have and the things that you want to do with your body and health, like what are some things that you kind of focus on when it comes down to like you making the time to do it? How, yeah. how is your mentality whenever you want to 
you look at your day and you see how busy it is and you are trying to put in times for your workouts and put in times for you know you with your food and you with getting sleep and like how is it and how do you think about it yeah you know we've been talking about that a lot this weekend time management and time it's like Mm -hmm. the one thing we can't buy we can't make more of um and the thing that i have really realized is the probably the single most valuable thing to me right now is time yeah and it is the number one excuse that people have i can't do x because i don't have enough time and Mm -hmm. The reality is, even though people don't want to acknowledge it, we all have the same 24 hours in a day and we make time for the things that are most important to us. So um, I will be the first to point that out for somebody else if they tell me they don't have time. And, I'm, you know, my response is, well, you're just not making it a priority and that's okay. But let's acknowledge it for what it is. Um, So I think something that really helped me. And I think we've talked about David Goggins in the past, but he really kind of brought this to my attention Uh when I read his book. But basically looking at your entire day in 15 minute increments and finding those little pockets of time. Number one, I think that's a really good place to start as far as figuring out how much extra time you actually do have that maybe you waste in ways you weren't even realizing it. So, you know, how, how many hours are you watching Netflix? How many hours are you scrolling social media? You know, how many hours are you just kind of wasting time that you could be dedicating to something else? So, you know, I am a planner and I joke that like my, my life is scheduled in 15 minute increments because it feels like that most days where I have my morning routine. I have patients, I have nutrition, you know, clients that I get back to and, um, you know, I have just made it a point to the things that are most important to me, which include tracking my food, sleeping enough, um, you know, training, like I make those a priority and they are structured into my day. So Mm -hmm. it is, it's never a question if I'm going to go to the gym or not, it's structured, it's part of my day and I just do it just like I would do anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, same thing goes with tracking my food. You know, I count my macros 95% of the time and you know yes it's a for some people it's a burden or it's a hindrance and for me it's just part of my day it's no different than taking a shower it's no different than you know eating lunch like Mm -hmm. it's just part of my day and I do it and I don't think twice about it so I think it's really just how you approach those things and instead of looking at exercise as a hindrance or looking at tracking your food as a hindrance or Mm -hmm. sleep as a hindrance realizing how much value they can place in your life and just making it a priority. Like right. you choose to do it or you choose to view it as something that's a burden right. and that's a choice. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's, I feel like a lot of people, they like question the fact that we do prioritize this because I guess it could come easy for us, right? Yeah. Like it's something that we do. So like if, like I train people for a living, I coach people all from in person in my own facility or I train people online. So fitness is like I'm surrounded by all the yep. time, but because I've made my life that way because yep. is what I want to do. So for me, it's easy to find time in my day because I, like you said, I prioritize it and I've, we've been prioritizing it for years, you know, like basically your whole life or at least until you first started doing any sort of physical activity or being active as a child or whatnot. And then getting into training and this and that. And every session is always different. You know, it's never always going to be the same. And I feel like you, like whenever I started training, it was more of aesthetics, right? And I wanted to like change how I look to gain confidence, to gain people's approval of of myself. And um, and that's what I was focused on. And that led me to like not being fulfilled and not always putting my health last. Because that means like I wanted to take supplements. I wanted to you know, eat a bunch of crap food and I wanted to like do anything I could to get bigger. Like if I could get bigger, that's fine. But if I jeopardize my health, that's fine too. So then that caused 
like a problem mentally mm-hmm. and then when i went into the military that's when performance came into my into my training but more performance for like mental health yep and like to be happy to feel like i'm doing something and then that transformed and it kept growing into where i am now mm-hmm. right with training so like when i train it's i focus on being mentally happy with myself and then yeah. being mentally happy like in life yep you know like when i first started the podcast it was hard for me to talk about myself or training like okay i lift weights like what what is that like how can i help people with me just lifting weights you know but training gives you different um it's it's like what you're designed for that's why you have joints and shit that's why you have muscles right like you're <laughs> we're designed to move we yes, have to move dude, yep. <laughs> you have to eat right you have to stay hydrated you gotta sleep so you have to do these things yeah and and that's just the fundamental base pillars of like being a human being yeah and i think what people don't realize a lot of times is they look at exercise as a burden they look at all these factors oh sleep's a burden exercise is a burden but what they don't realize is how much it will pay them back in dividends like i get questions all the time how are you happy all the time how do you have energy like how are you just you seem like you know you just everything's going well and it's it's intentional like i exercise not because anybody makes me i don't exercise to look a certain way i exercise because it's my mental health it makes me feel good it gives me energy and i feel like most genuinely myself you know like it's where i thrive it's the one thing i do every day for myself not for anybody else and if you really look at it like that like you're prolonging your health you're gonna have more energy for your relationships you're gonna be more productive and that became especially clear for me recently when i was kind of in forced into a three-week break Mm -hmm. and it was crazy crazy. how much on paper, I'm like, okay, I should have more time. I can be more productive. I can do other things. And I was not thriving. Like mm-hmm. I like felt like I was just anxious. Mm-hmm. I didn't have my usual outlet. I was not as productive. And it just kind of reaffirmed to me like, wow, I do this because I love it. Mm-hmm. And it adds value to my life. Not because somebody says I have to do it or right. it looks good on paper. You know, like right. it really adds value to my life. And a lot of that too is just the mindset of health. You know, I am passionate about health and wellness. And so it's not always just taking things away, like eating less food or trying to get skinnier. It's like actually the opposite mindset, like adding more protein, adding yeah. more fruits and veggies, adding more water and sleep and really fueling myself to be the best version that I can be in everything that I'm doing. And I think that it has... I see it pay off in every job avenue that I work, relationships that I have, like just everything that I'm trying to do. Everything you do. And it's crazy because we were – so we went paddleboarding the other day. <laughs> and this is my first time paddleboarding. I've never paddleboarded before. Um, and we went out and at the end when we were coming back, you – you said that this is like this is simple activity, right? Like it's something that people like. This is basically a cardio session, right? Yep. It's something that people. This is just creating activity somehow, and I feel like people will forget like what truly being healthy and active is. It doesn't. You don't have to go and do what Kelly does in the gym. You yep. don't have to do what I do in the gym. You don't have to. That's just our view on fitness. That's yep. our view on like us growing into who we want to be or the things that we want to achieve or whatnot. But your fitness, your activity can be like, I just want to walk my dog or I want to play with my kids happy. Absolutely. Or like I want to go out and I want to be able to go kayaking with my friends or like maybe you're on like a kayak team or something and you want to like improve the way that you perform as a kayaker or whatever. And like these are the things that you want to do or you want to go hiking after you retire with your spouse or with your husband, your wife or whatever. Yeah. And you want to like do those things, you know, yep. and if 
hiking is something you want to do, you don't have to go and, and go into a caloric deficit and try to work on getting six pack or trying to work on hiring your squat or deadlift or whatever. You just got to be healthy and strong enough and happy enough mentally, physically to go do that activity. And, um, and whenever you, I say it a lot too, like movement is just movement, right? That's all you got to do. And I think that's just how simple it is. Yeah. Like there's nothing else to it. Just finding something like I, that's another question I get often of like, well, what's the best workout routine? Like, what do I need to do? And my answer is always like, what do you want to do? Like, what are you going to be able to do consistently? Because yeah, like if we say, okay, my goal is to build this body. Okay. Like that's going to require certain types of training. You know, there's still some flexibility in there, but ultimately like I can give you the quote unquote perfect exercise routine, which really doesn't exist, but I can say, Hey, you know, if you want to build muscle, you want to be leaner you know, you're going to need some type of strength training right. and that looks differently for different people. Right. But ultimately, if that's not something you enjoy and that's some, not something you're going to be consistent with, it doesn't matter. It's not going to be the perfect routine for you. So I'd rather you say, hey, I'm going to do CrossFit or I'm going to do Orange Series. I'm going to go hike. And as long as you're moving, you're still going to be working towards your health and overall um, just a more balanced you know, type of person. And I think that's exactly what you're saying. Like I do what I do because I love it and I have very specific goals. I am never trying to push my routine onto other people. And even to the point where like I used to post a lot more of like the specifics of what I do every day. And I'd have people that are like, Oh, well, can you keep posting like your workouts? And I'm like, well, a lot of it is for me, like for what my specific goals are. And that is not necessarily for somebody else, you know, like they're sometimes individualized, Um, But I never want people to think, oh my gosh, if I don't have three hours a day to work out, then I'm just not going to be successful. So I'm not even going to try. Like that is not the right type of mindset. Yeah, right, right. No, actually, I like that you brought that up. I think it's, uh, there is no one plan fits all. No. And there'll never be one. No. Because it's like, um, we're all different so many different ways. Like we. Yeah. And even like, I mean, I look at like my evolution as an athlete and, um, you know, like we were talking about yesterday, I had a question like recently of like, well, why do I waste so much time on CrossFit? And mm-hmm. I thought it was such a bizarre question, you know, just coming from somebody who doesn't understand me or my mentality. And, you know, what I kind of reflect on is, yes, like right now I'm passionate about CrossFit, but before it was college swimming and before that it was years and years yeah. of gymnastics. So yep. it's nothing new. The mindset, the discipline, the work ethic, mm-hmm. that is nothing new for me, but it's different and it evolves and like CrossFit will not be my thing forever i'm sure at some point it will transition into something else but it's more just having that outlet competitively and health wise and movement wise that makes me truly happy no so. absolutely absolutely man that's i i'm still surprised you took three weeks off like <laughs> it was I'm, not <laughs> i remember was seeing not that yeah, yeah i remember seeing that on your like stories and stuff um no i saw that you said that you came back yep from your three-week break and this is like and you were doing pretty well even though you took three weeks off yep um, and I've never, I, I think maybe because like we're so, the only time I've ever taken time off like that was in the military whenever we had to go to a field prop or do something and I was, we didn't have a gym. Yep. So I have to go and do something in the field for two weeks. That's the only time. Um, but then I had no control over nutrition or nothing. So either way, everything was going to shit anyways, right? But I have come back from those field probs and, and went to the gym and even in some case scenarios, or some situations that I was in, I came back and my lifts didn't change. I was still just as strong and sometimes even a little bit stronger. They go up, yep. And I was like, okay, dude, I don't understand like what's going on. I still haven't like truly put it into like figured it out, I guess. Yeah. Because whenever you take a long – okay, so I know obviously it's like science, okay? 
if you want to like preserve as much muscle as possible without training, you yep. need to have a high protein intake, right? Yep. Get a good amino acid so that you can, you know, nourish the muscle and keep it strong, right? You don't want to be like too much in a deficit or, you know, having sure. an imbalance in your macros or whatnot. So like I aim for that whenever yep. I'm taking the time off or whatever. But then whenever you are training, right? And this is how you can kind of figure out if you enjoy this mentally or if you enjoy it physically because well, it's both of them. But whenever you come back, sometimes you get stronger, right? Sometimes, well, majority of the time, your lifts might stay the same. The biggest thing I see that takes a hit is conditioning because mm-hmm. I feel like your whole body kind of like it, that conditioning phase, the heart rate doesn't get challenged as much no more yep. because you took time off. So that coming back is difficult. But when it comes down to like doing a PR or doing some sort of like uh, lift for three reps, five reps, my weight can stay the same. But what takes a big hit is my mental health. Like sure. I'm so like flustered in my day or like I can't focus on something or like when something gets me stressed out or gets me elevated somehow in my day, I have no way to decompress it. Absolutely. But I think it's also very healthy for us as athletes or any other athlete out there. Because athlete mental health is crucial, man. Mm-hmm. It's it's like something that really hurts people, and because we get put, we put so much on ourselves, and then if you have a coach and you're competing, then that's just more. But I think it's good that to decompress from that and find other outlets that can decompress you. Sure. Because then what happens? And we talked about this with social media. What happens if something gets shut out? Yep. Right. Like like with for example, COVID. Like if that takes away all the gyms and you can no longer train. Like I was going crazy whenever everything started closing down and i was like dude there's no way bro like i'm not gonna be able to i can't like i've been training for so long and it's all gonna go down the drain if i don't find something um but then you find different ways to decompress and at the end of the day you always have your own body yep you so there's always different types of ways that you can move you know different ways you can challenge yourself but i was like dude i can't believe and to watch what you do like you train a lot you know and you're always trying to like push yourself and you're always working it and you're always mm-hmm. going into a workout full force and like you finish the workout with nothing left like that's what you do and whenever you get to that type of like athletic level i feel like even just self competitive towards yourself and you take 3 weeks off like i can only imagine how 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 rough that would have been and just and you being like not optional well optional but yeah. you were told by your coach right today yes see like that yeah. having to like i do i really have to take three weeks off like yeah. are you sure are you yeah. sure it's okay for me and then you doing it yeah you know and it, it was the mental challenge was the biggest piece you know like i still was able to go out and bike and hike and do things you know there was a day where i went I and just did a, day, i did a sprint triathlon <laughs> just for myself just for fun you know which people were like you're crazy but I know, I know because he's out there running all I know, day. I know, so funny. But you know, I know how well he knows me. Mm-hmm. You know, as an athlete, and it's good for my joints. It's good for my body to heal because you're right. I spend Fully. so much time yeah. ramped up. Like I am in this high intensity. I do high intensity training, high strength movements, high volume. And so, if I do that all year, at some point I'm going to crash and burn. Mm-hmm. So this is the part of the season where you have to have time. You know, downtime, and you know, as a you know, performance-based coach, like you have to have cycles. There's a reason we don't just try to PR your lifts every single every day. day. Like yeah. it just doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. So it's neural fatigue, it's muscular fatigue, it's joint and tendon health. Like that's mm-hmm. something where even though I'm quote unquote healthy right now, you know, my joints take a beating for a lot of the type of training that I do. So it's important to give those things time to relax. And you know, yes, the first week back, did I feel great? No, but did I maintain my strength? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did my conditioning? Now I'm back. You know, finished two solid weeks, mm-hmm. and I feel maybe not 100, percent but pretty. You know, back to where I was pre 
break. So, you know, just reminding myself like, hey, it's not that big of a deal in the whole scheme of things. I'm not setting myself back. I'm definitely most likely setting myself forward for the rest of my season for next year. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think the biggest thing that I've learned um, through getting more education and experience with nutrition is, you know, I was that type of person before where... I would be panicked about not working out because I was going to gain a bunch of weight. You know, like that's so tempting to be in that mindset. I grew up like that. Like I need to exercise to burn off the calories that I'm eating. Uh But nutrition's a powerful thing. So like I was able to, you know, yes, make changes to my diet. Like Mm -hmm. where normally I'm I'm eating an astronomical amount of carbs because Mm -hmm. that's what my body thrives on. So all I had to do was bump my carbs down, decrease my calories a little bit because I wasn't exercising as much and I didn't just all of a sudden put on a bunch of weight because I wasn't working out so much. And I think that is such a powerful tool to realize that even if you, all you do is focus on better nutritional habits and walking, for a lot of people, that's enough of a stimulus to cause huge changes in their health and Mm -hmm. body composition, you know, and um, the power of nutrition in that regard of just being able to take times where you're not necessarily as active and it doesn't mean your body's just going to like just put on a bunch just of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, mine is, that's funny you say that. Mine's the opposite. Mm-hmm. I feel like, cause for me, I started training when I, I was 132 when I first started training. Oh right. And then the highest I ever got was 194, but I felt like I love to perform. I love yep. to be as fast as possible, but also as strong as possible. So, and I'm not trying to hit like 800 on PRs or anything like that, like deadlifts or anything. I'm not trying to go too strong, but I like to stay like good at a good strong number yep. compared to my weight. Yep. So 180, 185, 190 max is where I'll go to. But whenever I take a break, my fear is to lose, lose weight. Yep. Yes, to lose weight and to lose the fullness and to lose the uh, just that muscularity, right, the aesthetic side. And and because I tried so hard to get there, right? Yep. You try so hard to get there, and then like you. You try so hard to get strong and stuff like that. And then whenever you take time. But it's also very important because we preach it all the time. Like be healthy. Take care of yourself. Drink more water. Sleep mm-hmm. more. Get some more better foods. And yeah. Take rest days. But for us, what do you tell someone like us to how to get healthier? Like take time. Rest days. Chill. Yeah, You yes. have to. When people try to fight me on rest days, I'm like you're either – if you're working out hard enough in your workouts – you need to have at least one, I think, complete rest day. Mm. Like, you just absolutely. have to. You, you cannot be going 100% all the time. Your body will not thrive. <laughs> right. No, absolutely. So taking like taking that time completely off is like, is good. And and sometimes we train so much that it can catch up like to the point to where it's like, it's not a burden, but it's like, okay, I got to go train today. Yeah. You know, instead of like taking that time off and coming back. I'm pretty sure when you came back, it was like touching the barbell again. I was so excited. Yeah, you It was get, like, like, this is why, it was just a good reminder of yeah. the fact that I do this because I love it, not because anybody makes me do it. Mm-hmm. And even though I knew that deep down, it was a good reminder, you know, because yeah. I, you know, I mentioned this season brought a lot more anxiety into my life than I feel like I've ever had and competitively. And so, you know, through all that, I'm kind of thinking like, oh, you know, am I doing this Still doing this for me, and this reminded me absolutely. <laughs> I do it because I love it. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent, dude, hundred percent. What's the last, uh, the last competition you did? You just did one recently, right? Yep. So um, I had the semifinals for like my CrossFit season, and right. then a last chance qualifier right. for that. So it was a long season. There was a lot of new components this year, and a lot of unknowns, and so it seemed like it kind of dragged on, and mm-hmm. I felt like I wasn't able to kind of mentally decompress between each of the stages. So. Okay. You know, going into next season, I think I'll have a better mindset because we kind of know a little bit more about what to expect. Right, um, right. But yeah, it was. 
it was a long, <laughs> long stressful season. That's for sure. No, I bet, dude. I bet. So what's um, what's next for for Kelly? What is what is something that you want to do? What's the next milestone you want to hit? Oh gosh, in training. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my goals for this season are to you know continue to be and become the best athlete that I can be. And I think the thing that I love and is the most challenging about something like CrossFit is you have to be good at everything, mm-hmm. and that kind of foundationally goes against the primary principles of strength and conditioning. You know, you right, either right. want to be someone who's endurance based or you want to be high strength, high output. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately that's not how CrossFit works. Like, mm-hmm. so, you know, I'm always on that constant struggle to be the strongest, um, you know, best gymnast, best runner, best everything all at the same time. The so, time. you know, like my current focus for the season will be aerobic conditioning and running because that's kind of the biggest hole that I have right now. Mm-hmm. But in doing so, I'm still trying to get stronger and I'm still trying to be the best athlete that I can be. So yeah. it's, yeah, that's uh, awesome. it's tough. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it, it is, it is. And that's, that's one thing I do like about the sport is that it's like so um, just – Unknown. I think that's what's so cool about doing. It is what you do, right? In, in competing, I think that's so cool with with that sport and and, and everything. Because um, just having the like mystery of of being as fit as you can with the yep. things that you know, and then going out and not knowing what they're going to throw at you, yep. and then you just having to perform. Yep. Like I think that's just equivalent to life. Like yeah. you never know what's going to happen in life. Yep, I like, and I I say it all the time, the thing that I like, identify most about being a CrossFitter is I feel capable. Like, I can go out and do a sprint triathlon. Like, I could go run 10 miles right now. Do I want to? No, but could I? Yes. You know, but I can do pull-ups. I can do these things. And I didn't feel, for me, I didn't feel like that when I was doing more, like, competing in figure. I felt like it was just about aesthetics, and it wasn't about being athletic. It wasn't about being able to perform or being capable it was really just how i looked and so for me that was not not the most ideal place for me right right and then you just recently got into um like nutritional coaching right was that just recent or um it's been a couple years now a couple years now what what um (laughs) you were talking about the other day but what's like the biggest thing that you see that people are doing wrong with their food oh gosh trying to starve themselves number one Mm -hmm. um And I think, you know, not getting enough of things, of the good stuff. Like they're trying to starve themselves and thinking that that's the way, you know, to go. And a lot of times it's not getting enough protein. It's not getting enough um, vitamins and minerals from a variety of fruits and veggies and not eating enough whole foods, you know. And um, one thing that really gets me (laughs) riled up, (laughs) if you guys follow me, you know this, Um, but it's just like such a knock on like carbs, you know, Mm -hmm. like carbs are the enemy, carbs are the problem. And it's like, no, like if we're, we have somehow gotten into this like societal understanding that all carbs are bad. And the reality is processed carbs are not the same as whole food carbs. And if you are somebody who is trying to compete in a power or strength-based sport or high intensity like CrossFit, you have to have carbs. It's the primary fuel source. So I am like bound and determined to show people that you can eat carbs and be okay. And ultimately it's part of living sustainably. Mm. So, you know, I have nothing wrong with, you know, people who choose to, you know, like people ask me about keto and this and that. And if it fits in your lifestyle, like Uh if you say, you know what, I prefer higher fat, I feel better like that, that's totally fine. But the reality is most people do not. Mm -hmm. They do better with a more balanced um, breakdown of macros because Mm -hmm. it gives you more flexibility and it's going to ultimately allow you to be more successful long term. So I don't care if something worked for you if it's in the past tense. It worked 
but it's not currently working. To me, that means you did it, you fell off, and if you're sitting here now talking to me, it's probably because you gained all that weight back or lost the benefits that you had from that. So, you know, I am much more a slow and steady approach. Things are not going to happen overnight, but I also, I never want you to feel starving. I never want you to feel so deprived that you can't enjoy a night out with family or friends or your spouse. You know, like one donut's not going to kill you eating 12. Yeah. That's going to be a setback, (laughs) you know, but it's times a week. Yeah, it's really this all or nothing mindset. That's maybe one of the other big things that I see. I'm like, well, you know, I was doing really great and then I had a donut. So I said, screw it. I'm just going to eat like crap for three days straight. Like that is not the mindset that's going to allow you to be successful. Mm. But saying, you know what? Like I have a craving. I'm going to eat it. I'm going to have a glass of wine. I'm going to do this. And then moving on with your day and not Mm. feeling guilty about that. That's ultimately how you can find balance in your life. And that's huge. Like I I don't eat perfectly all the time. Like not at all. Yeah. No. Yeah. And it's. (laughs) I think it's crazy for for people to to hear it, like to hear that we don't that there's days that we do eat the way that that you would want to eat. Like if I want to have a burger, I'll have a burger, or if I want to have this, get <laughs> big burgers. I had a burger yeah. with waffle fries on my <laughs> burger last night. Like and if an that's egg. not balanced, and an, and an egg <laughs> and some bacon. Like <laughs> if that's not balanced, I don't know what it is. You know, like no, but it <laughs> it's not about being perfect, perfect all the time. And, and then you wake up today, and and it's like it's okay. Yep. You don't even think twice about it. Nope. And I don't feel guilty about it. Like Mm -hmm. guilt, guilt around food is not the way to go. I feel like most of the time I aim to eat a certain way. We'll call it healthy, Mm -hmm. but you know, nutrient dense whole foods because it makes me feel good. I have energy. I feel like I can do the things that I want to do. And um, when I eat things that are maybe not the best choices, not even like a burger. I don't feel guilty about that at all. Uh, but if yeah. I go and like I eat a bunch of pizza or something, uh-huh. my body tells me it doesn't like it because right. I'm so used to giving. I'm so used to giving it the things that make it feel good that when I eat something like that or I go eat a bunch of fried food, my body goes, uh, "We don't like this." Mm-hmm. You know, same thing with drinking. Like I'll drink heavily, very sporadically, and I remember why I don't do every it often. Months. Every six every, months. Yeah, like once every six months, and then I'm like, "This is horrible. Why did I do that? I'm hungover for three days." Yeah. and it just makes me realize like. How many people are probably sitting out there, maybe listening to this, that don't actually know what it feels like to feel good mm-hmm. and how powerful it can right. be when you get to that place right. where you say, you know what, I, I prioritize sleep and water and protein and whole mm-hmm. foods and exercise and I feel good every day. Mm-hmm. Like it's not hard for me to stick to my routine, to just stick to the things that I do every day because they make me feel good. Like right. I don't need someone that's like, hey, go to the gym today or hey get enough sleep or drink enough water i do them without question because they are habits and they make me feel good Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's as simple as that exactly exactly and for sure one thing you said is uh whenever something that worked for you before that's not working for you now like i feel like a lot of people like to if they started something because there's people out there that they just fluctuate over and over and over again and it's because they're falling off and they're going back on and they're falling off right but the body also changes throughout like life yep. you can have not had a tolerance before and then yep. you could have created a tolerance over time or you could have had a metabolism or metabolic rate that is like 2400 right and then now it's like 16 yeah you know all because of your certain lifestyle so your body will change throughout time and as that being said you need to make sure that either you're taking care of yourself to the point to where you're aware of this yep. and you know what's going on or how to like change as you change Yeah. And like listening to your body. Like I tell people that all the time, like even if you're eating something that's quote unquote healthy, if it doesn't make you feel good, 
then it's not a good choice for you. Like I have, I would fight for like the longest time. Like there's certain veggies, like my body just doesn't like them. Like I don't feel good when I eat them and I don't have to feel bad about that. I just eat other things, you know? So just paying attention to those cues that your body's giving you and, um, you know, yeah, realizing that maybe something worked for you in the past. Like I get a ton of people, well, low carb used to work for me and now it doesn't. Well, your body's changed. It's different now. Your metabolism is a fluctuating thing. It's not, that's another big common misconception. Oh, I, I, I was born with a slow metabolism. My genetics have a slow metabolism. I I, I love when people say that one. You know, like, yes, there is a genetic basis for a portion of metabolism, but your metabolism is also very fluid. Like I guarantee you when I came off of doing bodybuilding shows and being very calorically restricted for a prolonged period, my met- like my met- my metabolism was garbage. Like I wish I had the test results to prove that, but I guarantee you now, over years and years of strength training and eating in a calorie surplus to be able to build muscle, mm-hmm. you know now I have a lot more muscle mass, so it takes a lot more calories just to sustain my body, not even to fuel performance. So, you know, yes, I can eat three thousand calories a day now and not gain weight, but that's because I have muscle and years and years of working up to that. It's not because all of a sudden, like I've been eating this way my entire life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. It, you can really give your body different cues and it will adapt. Um, but you have to do that consistently. It yeah. can't be something overnight. It's not a quick fix. And I think just impatience is people's biggest downfall. Like, yeah, I want down. results now. Yeah. I've done my diet for two weeks. Why don't I have a six pack? You know, it's like it just oh it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, it's it's a long process. Right, yeah. right. And, uh, and whenever people – it's so crazy because – Mostly females. I train yeah. a lot of females, right? So females get so scared to train the way, I guess you would say, a guy would or whatever. But they feel like if they were to train like this, they would get big and bulky, right? <laughs> but but one thing that is like – I don't even know how you would say it. But people want to have – they don't like to go on diets because they want to eat what they want to eat, right? Okay. Yeah. So if you – because you just said it. So if you – Build muscle, okay? You build muscle and you have more muscle on your body. Yeah. Then you have to eat more to maintain that muscle, to mm-hmm. just maintain it. Maintain as in like you have, if you gain two pounds of muscle, you need to eat this much more to maintain that two pounds of muscle yep. that you gain. So that's going to open the door of having the luxury of eating more. Sure. So if you are someone that enjoys food, then you don't, we're not saying you have to let go of these things. No. I, you know, I feel like when, when other people are looking into this fitness world, you know, it's like, oh, these guys, you know, and girls, they just eat like nothing but chicken, rice, broccoli, <laughs> and they train heavy. And these girls are freaking like lean and mean. And like, if I lift, you know, if I do this much on squat, like I'm going to have big bulky legs like these guys and stuff. And it's like, it you doesn't know, happen. Like it doesn't happen. Exactly. It doesn't happen. It's beautiful whenever you just, you, you attempt just try this one time. Just yep. try this one time. You know, just t- take a day and try to do something different. And if that difference is you going for a walk or a run or you want to do some yoga, some stretching, and, and you feel those things that come into your body, those endorphins, the chemical reactions that happen in your brain that make your body happy and feel good, that's why it's like I always push just to start. Yeah. Like, just, just start. Yeah. Because it's – and just start now. And everyone's now is going to be at a different time, mm-hmm. you know, because ours – well, I can't even say ours because my shit was like it happened when I was five because that's when I started doing sports. But when you're dealing with people that have problem with weight loss or like trying to build confidence with themselves because it's – I know how hard it is to look in the mirror and not like what you see. You know, mm-hmm. I know how it is to put yourself down. Even as athletes, we do that too. You know, if we can't get 
so if we can't perform a certain way, then we're our worst critics, man. Like, if I can't get this, then maybe I'm not meant to be. You know, yeah. like, it's not meant to happen. But if you have been saying, I'm going to start this New Year's resolution for the past 10 years, then maybe this year will be your time. You know, like, maybe this will be your time. I have learned as a coach that I can't push people to start. And I don't know if you've experienced this, too, but if people come out to reach, like, to reach out for you, right? Hey, can you help me with this? Oh, yeah, of course I can help you with this. But if you don't want to make that initiative to say in your head, like, this is this I'm is where I change. This is yep. where it changes. Then you're not going to be successful in it, you know. And and that your now could be five months later, or yep. it could be a year later. But finding like your now and your moment is is specific to every person. Yeah, and just getting started and exactly what you're saying. Like I cannot. It's it's great to hire a coach, whether that's you know conditioning, strength, um, nutrition, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. But they're just a resource. You ultimately yeah, have yeah. to put in the work. And I tell people that, like, I run eight-week challenges, and I love helping people with nutrition and exercise and being a sounding board for them. But ultimately, like, I will have people where I tell them for eight weeks straight, hey, I need you to hit your protein goal, and I can give you all the resources. I can give you a meal plan. I can do – I can give you everything, all the tools, but you have to do it. I can't prep food for you. I can't yeah. <laughs> make you eat it every day. I can't make you want to be consistent. You have to make that choice and you have to realize it is a choice. It's not a product of being busy. It's not a product of other obstacles. The reality is we're all busy. We all have hurdles and I'm you know, you have to make it a choice. You know, busy. It's like everyone I'm is busy. busy In this day and age, everybody is busy. Yeah. So it is a choice. Like, yes, does that mean you may have to sacrifice something else to make that a priority? Absolutely. But mm-hmm. that is a choice. And ultimately, you have to decide that you want to do something um, strongly enough to make that a priority. Priority. You know, and I think that's also why, like, it's important to know what your why is for doing something. Mm-hmm. So... You know, we were talking about like doing things for yourself. Like if you want to change your body composition because you want to be stronger and you want to feel more confident or you want to be able to play with your kids or all those things, those are great reasons. But if you're doing something just because you think somebody else will like you more, it's not a strong enough why. Mm. And I even have a lot of people who say, well, I just need to weigh, I'm this weight now and I need to weigh this X amount of pounds. And I'll I'll dig deeper and say, why? Why do you need to be that weight? Like what it is about that? Well, that's what I think I should be doing. Like says who? Like that's a societal, you know, structure that like it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. It's not founded on anything. And I've been there. So that's why I like to challenge people because I can promise you now, most people look at me and they probably don't realize that I weigh as much as I do Mm -hmm. and that like I will show pictures of when I weighed five or even 10 pounds lighter, but I had a lot higher body fat. Mm -hmm. I did not have the body composition that I do now and I'm way happier now. So like the the scale doesn't matter. I haven't weighed myself in six months because I just don't care. It doesn't, it's not meaningful to me. And ultimately what people don't realize is we get stuck on the scale, what the scale says, and we're too scared to see the scale go up. Mm. But like a lot of times the ideal, the, I don't even want to say ideal, the body composition that people are looking for involves losing a little body fat and building muscle and muscle weighs more. So you have to be okay maybe seeing the scale go up, but ultimately you're probably going to find that you're in a happier spot in the long run. Right, 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 right. And also building muscle is hard. Like oh, the, absolutely. Like I'm going to get bulky. Like if you have that mindset, oh my gosh, yes. 100% you're never going to be bulky yes. because you have no concept of what it takes to actually build muscle. It's it, That's so funny <laughs> you say that. That's so funny you say that because it's like I'm nervous to get bulky. And it's like, bro, I've been, I've been trying to – I've been trying to get bulky my whole life. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, I lift as heavy as I can to get as strong as I can to tear and down I have these a lot fibers, of muscle, man. Yeah, you know, but it, it's not it's not easy. Like if you no. are worried about that, you're never going to get there. And and you can't if you could build if if you're telling me right now I could lift weight and just get bulky. <laughs> I'd fucking do it, dude. I'd you be would be there. a billionaire. I would you know be how there. many people would love if that was what if the that was, was it. Yeah, but then you're not even thinking about the nutritional aspect that oh, you sure. need to gain that muscle. Yeah, you know, no, so it's a really big misconception. Well, I want to lose weight, but I want to build muscle. Like, I'm sorry, guys, that that doesn't happen. Mm. Like, lose fat and build you muscle. Can lo- Got yeah, it. Like, yeah, but like you, you have to be eating at least at a maintenance calorie range to see any type of muscle growth, like yeah. at minimum. And most people need to be in a surplus. So you've right. got to realize like, don't don't come in saying, hey, like I don't want to eat over 2,000 calories, but I want to build muscle. Like it, it for most people, it's not going to happen. It's not. And it's like, like it's like, just what, not. What do you do as a coach? Like it's so hard to like, because get, we get these questions a lot. I yeah. get them a lot all yeah. the time. Yeah. And it's like, how can you convince, not really convince someone, but educate someone on, I want to be, I want to be, I want to lose weight and get toned, but I don't want to lift heavy weights. Yeah. You know, because it's going to get me bulky, right? And it's like, okay, well, how can I educate you on understanding that you're going to have to go against everything that you think is what is true, yep. and you're going to have to do the opposite. Yep. And, and, and get your body to where you want it to be at. Yeah. And I think just proving over time, right? Like you said, yeah, these eight week practice what you practice what you preach and yeah. having. You know, being a role model, showing those real life things and processes like, you know, I think that helps. And then, yeah, if you get some people that trust you and follow the process and then other people can see that, I think ultimately that kind of helps. But yeah, it's not easy because we're fighting against years and years of social pressures that are total bullshit. Absolutely. 100%. Bad diets. You know, oh I want to tone by doing body weight exercise. Like, uh-huh. there's nothing wrong with doing that, but the results are not what people think they are. But, I mean, I blame culture and media. <laughs> for all that stuff. Absolutely. For just, yeah, just BS, you know. We, we talked stuff. about it yesterday, and I made an episode on this a while ago, but how we're born into the world designed to fail when it comes down to health mm-hmm. and i truly do believe that. i, believe I that. truly do believe that we are because if, even if you just think about it like from the day that you're born obviously you're either breastfed or, or given formula right and then as you begin to go through the learning stages of like learning how to use motor skills and your brain is absorbing everything that you're seeing um and then you're going into school and you're going to all these other things. You have your parents and if your parents aren't – and it's no one's fault, right? People are – if you're not educated, then you're not educated. Yep. But if you don't want to pursue it to educate yourself to then help generations to come, then we're always going to be stuck in this spot as like a society as a whole. But whenever you go into school, like how many health classes are there or how many nutritional classes are there or even like physical education now? Like people don't even want to – kids don't want to change into their – whatever to go and do some sort of physical activity that teaches them how to use and then that person goes and grows up 10 years down the line and they are having to go to chiropractors and pts and having to get knee replacements all this stuff all because they didn't take the time to learn movement to learn how to like use their body mechanics and same thing with food then we start to grow up and become obese and then sit at a 95 job and at a desk job and like your full day's worth of nutritional value consists of mcdonald's breakfast snacks at lunch and then dinner is like chips 
You it's know? honestly, it's sad, and you're right. I mean, it's there's so many issues, you know, foundational issues, especially in our country of, you know, lack of food education, making healthy food. It's so if expensive. If they would implement that, mm-hmm. it would be we would stop obesity, yep. we would stop diabetes, we would stop all a lot yep. of inflammation injuries or or illnesses that cause people to go to the hospital and yep. get medicated, like to get prescribed some sort of medicine to help them still live the life that they live yep. even though they're they're doing stuff wrong yeah but it's like i don't it's a broken system because the system is designed like you said to set us up for failure because that's how they make money you know like if we wanted to change we could make healthier food less expensive we could promote food education we could stop putting like i get so ticked off whenever i'm at like the grocery store and like you see next to the checkout like just candy and cheap stuff like they make cheap food crappy food you know and that's like a bigger bigger societal issue but i think ultimately the government in our country they don't want to change because if we're sick that means we pay more in the long run whether that's through chronic illness whether that's going and having back pain and needing to get an opioid medication like that's part of how the system thrives you know so there's no big push to make a change because they don't want us healthy. That means that we're not going to absorb less health care and we're going to cost less. <laughs> we're going to save them, you know, save too much money. I was, just, I was just thinking right now when you were just saying that, like imagine a world that we live in, right? Just imagine a world where the only types of people that were going to the hospital were people that were injured from a car accident, a fall, or something yeah. like truly injured, right? Not or, chronic health issues from right. crappy food and lack of exercise. Imagine, like imagine, but then imagine how much we would maybe even become worse as a society. Like, we might even crash. Because who knows how much we make as a country just from health healthcare. Yeah. You know? That's yeah. that's not even there to help you. It's just there to to do... I don't even know what, man. I don't even know what it does. Yeah. It's, it's honestly... It's baffling to me. Yeah. But you're right. Like, we have... For all the things we learn in school, you know, there's... No food education. There's no even just life skills in general. I mean, we were talking about like finances and things totally unrelated to this conversation. That you use, but I feel like we're set up. We're set up for failure. Like we spend so much time and energy learning things that really maybe serve some value in your life, but aren't practical knowledge. And there's like I'm constantly on a daily basis baffled with how little people even understand about food and exercise but that's not their fault that's a lack of education right no exactly and it's exactly, so powerful exactly. so you know if we can even that's been one of my big motivators to be more present on social media and to put good content out there content that i consider good that's just real legitimate information because yeah. we don't need any more bs we don't need any more fad diets we don't need all of that we, right. we need real legitimate information and people to start to absorb that so that maybe at some point we'll start turning the cycle the other way and people will teach their kids and then kind of grow from there. Mm. But it has to be a conscious choice. Like you have to want to learn and you have to want to be better off. And I think there's still a lot of people who don't want to put the effort in to do that. To do it. Exactly. Effort. That's a good word. Effort is like, it takes a lot of effort to do what we do. It takes a lot of effort just to do this, but then it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, it's I don't I don't look at it as a burden, but it right. is effort. It is it is intentional? Like everything in my day is intentional. I don't just do it because it's easy for me. It's easy for me because I've built it as a habit, you know. And that's if you know anything about habits, you know, it takes consistency and mm-hmm. doing it enough times to where it just becomes second nature, you know. And I think 
people don't realize how many things that they do every day that are habits that maybe they don't even realize are habits, you know, but they're just accustomed to doing. That's also powerful knowledge, meaning that you can add positive habits into your life fairly easily if you are dedicated enough to make it a habit. Right, right. Yeah, see, that's... I think it's like 70 or 80% or some high percentage, definitely over half, is decisions that are already made up for you without even thinking about it. Yep. The way you put on shoes, the way you open the door, the way you drive and get into a car and like the same route you take to work or the same route you take to whatever. You do it without even thinking about it. And that's a lot of the things that we look at as just part of our routine. Other people look at as, oh my gosh, how do you do that every day? Like, I just do it. It's part of my routine. It's no different than everything you're saying. Hey, you wake up, you turn your alarm off, you get up, you take a shower, you brush your teeth. Like, those are all habits that happen in sequence every day. Exercise for us is no different from that. It's just part of the routine. How would you, like, how would you help someone that is, like, that's having trouble with letting go of a bad habit? Like, whenever you get someone that has, like, a bad habit of, like, just a bad habit of always having sweets after every meal or like just a bad habit that just brings like negativity to it. Okay, let's talk about negative or toxic environments, toxic people. Yeah. Have you had to deal with clients or people that like that you see that they are failing or that they're coming off or they're quitting and then coming back because of the type of environment that they're in? Yeah, I actually talk about that with people a lot and I think identifying the trigger is the first step. So... For I would say there's kind of three different categories. Like so, when we're just talking about okay, somebody who eats a bunch of sweets. So I see people who are emotional eaters. So maybe that's they're having anxiety or stress in their life that's unmanaged, and what they're not realizing is that that they're using that food as a the the anxiety or the stress is the trigger that's causing them to eat as an emotional response. So we'll talk yes, about. Yes hey, identify that stress and let's find a positive outlet that's not that. Because ultimately, you may think, okay, I'm stressed, I'm going to eat a cupcake and I'm going to feel better. But then you end up feeling doubly worse because you didn't deal with the root of the problem and then you made a negative choice, which makes you feel even crappier in the long run. So saying, hey, the next time you feel stressed and you want to eat a cupcake, go for a walk, meditate, like replace that. So I think just saying stop doing something is not powerful enough you've got to replace it with something else that's going to be as consistent that they can do to kind of replace that um the next one i think is people like i look to look at especially food triggers Mm -hmm. as maybe they're not getting enough of something in their day that's causing them to do that so with sweets to me that says your body's craving glucose, yeah. sugar, and that means you're probably not getting enough whole food carbs throughout your day. So you're craving that because your body's like, give me the simplest version to get this into my body because mm-hmm. I need more. Okay. So a lot of times I'll increase people's carbohydrates and you know the goal is to get them whole fruits and veggies, um, sweet potatoes, you know, rice, oatmeal. And the minute that they start actually eating more consistently and getting enough protein, getting enough good quality carbs, they stop craving those things at night. Yeah. So that's kind of that. And then third case is I think people who are kind of set up for failure because they're in an environment where either they're surrounded by those sources. So they're just, it's hard to make a decision to not do something if it's sitting in front of you. Like if we had a plate of cookies here, I'm not going to say I'm not going to sit here and eat one because it's just right here. I'm going to fucking touch one. But if it's not here. (laughs) But then I would say, yo, Kelly, it's what I would eat Get it out of here, you know? So, but like eliminating those easy temptations, don't have cookies in your house. Don't allow yourself to have those things readily available. And maybe that even means having conversations with family members or spouses and saying, you know what, 
this is important to me. So I w- I'm asking for your support to not put me in that environment. Like, don't bring me home cupcakes, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. where maybe they think that's them being nice. But if it's sabotaging your goals, it's not being supportive. Right. So, you know, having those conversations and those can be tough. But, you know, well, how do I go to a barbecue and I don't, you know, how am I not going to eat all the food that, you know, my family cooks? Like, you communicate those things and then you make intentional choices. And if they love and support you, they'll support and realize that you're doing it to better yourself. Every, so, every outcome that, that you've created is all based on the actions you've taken yep. throughout your life to make you who you are today. Yep. But definitely for sure, if you start making these like positive changes, you'll see who has always been there for you. Oh, absolutely. And it's, it is actually baffling. Like I have cut people out of my life or made them less a priority in my life if they don't support the things that I'm working towards. You know, like if I have friends who don't understand that I don't want to go out and get drunk every night Mm -hmm. and I want to sleep and I want to exercise every day and they look down upon that, you're not a good fit in my life at this point. Mm -hmm. So I can respect you as a person and realize that you do what you do and I do what I do, but those aren't going to be people that I choose to spend and dedicate my time to because they just don't get it and they don't support the lifestyle that's important to me. Like I'm intentional about what I do and it's because I like to perform and do all the things we've been talking about. So the people who I dedicate my time to, they understand why I'm doing what I'm doing and they support that. And I think that's important. I like where, I like where we're going here. So with, (laughs) with, um, and we talked about it earlier too, but I guess that we can help people like kind of like break down how can, cause how can you find, how can you tell, Like if people are giving you value, right? So there's like multiple levels of how people can bring value to your life. Mm -hmm. And not we're not saying like if someone doesn't support you physically that you have to cut them out. If they support you somehow emotionally, then keep them there for emotional value they bring into your life, right? Or if someone supports you spiritually, then keep that value there for your spiritual health or whatever, you know, or then mental and then, then physical. And then maybe you have people who give you everything that are there for you, no matter if you have quit a thousand times and this might be the actual time that you might be successful in what you're yeah. doing. Um, and they've always been there to support you, right? Um, so it's the biggest, I think the biggest types of people that I had to let go of were people that didn't understand what I wanted to do. Like didn't didn't respect the actions I wanted to take or even just respect the goal alone. Mm-hmm. So if I want to do something and you say, okay, well, you know, this could happen wrong or this can be wrong too. Like, you know, or if you do this, like, aren't you scared to like fail or like, you know, um, or you don't have any experience in this. How do you know you're going to do good? And it's like, okay, once you, you see people in your life, whenever you want to make a change and they're giving you negativity and it's just pure negativity, like yeah. no sort of like, Instead of saying, hey, well, you have no experience in this, like what like what are some things that you can learn to help you? You know, like or how can you know, like how can I help you? Or is there something I can help you with? How like, can I help support you? Exactly. Or... So like whenever you start seeing these flags, I guess, come up in your life, um, you can pinpoint who it is that are, that you're gonna keep close to you because first of all they'll stay and they'll support you and they'll ask you how you're doing and they'll yeah. ask you like how successful you've been. They'll be checking in on you even though it's not their priority to check in on you but they're doing it because they care for you mm-hmm. um, and they can do it over and over again. I think the people that you surround yourself with, I forget this guy's name. I forget this guy's name but he's a he's a very wealthy guy and and he's he's older 
But he he basically say, "Show me your friends, I'll show you your future." Oh, absolutely! Like, do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, and like you're a product of like the five people that you spend the most time with. I mean, it's so, it's so true. Yeah, show me your friend. Like, if you're surrounding yourself constantly with negativity and people who don't support what you're doing and they don't have a growth mindset, like it's ultimately going to hinder you. Mm -hmm. So, like, you can still you know be a friend from afar, but it's it's so true. Like, I there's another quote that's like. Nobody who's doing more than you is going to criticize you for doing too much. You know, like it's it's only right, people right, who are right. stuck in their lives that mm-hmm. are going to criticize you for going after your goals because it makes them self-conscious of what they're not doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's so true. Like, I can't tell you how many people have given me negativity. Like, why do you spend so much time on social media and blah, blah, blah. And it's like... I mean, I do it to give value and I don't absorb a lot of social media. I'm more of a giver. But if you're judging me for that, like, that's a problem on you. Like, mm-hmm. you're not looking at the bigger picture and what value that I'm and able to like give to other people. that's like 1% of my day. Like, that's just, yeah. that's barely a little piece of what I'm doing, <laughs> yeah. like what I'm really trying to do. Sure. And, and, um, and that's crazy, dude. Show me your friend. I forget the guy's name. <laughs> I know. Is, but I like what you said, too. That was a good one. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, it, it really is true. And I think we have... It's also, it's so hard to just acknowledge and believe that, you know, like maybe a relationship, friendship, otherwise served you at one part of your life. But if it doesn't serve you anymore, like you're okay, like you can let them go or you can change that dynamic. You can set boundaries. And I think a lot of people still feel like they have to maintain relationships that don't serve them anymore. And like, I just, I got to a point where I was like, time is the most valuable thing to me. Why am I giving time to things and people who don't give anything back to me. And it's not always like a straight give and take, but like just like you're saying, if I'm not getting any value and spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, and all it is is just a drain, like that's not serving me anymore and I'm not going to give my time to that person anymore. And right. that's okay. Like right. we don't have to feel, even even um, family members, I think that is a oh, really yes. tough one. And I'm fortunate that I have a very supportive family mm-hmm. and I don't feel like I have to make that choice, but I know people who have to say, you know what, like I need to distance myself from ex family member because they're not supporting the goals that I have. And like, I mean, how tough is it to be? And I have situations like this, like I want to be better for myself and my spouse doesn't support me and they're trying to self-sabotage me mm-hmm. because they don't want to do, change their life. Like, that's really sad and I, I don't envy those types of scenarios. No, and I can only imagine how hard that would be, you know, because you're, you're in it. Like, yeah, and I see, I see it a lot and I, I get that feedback from people of just feeling like they're not supportive by people that are supposed to love and care for them and I'm like, that is really tough. So. You just got to think of it as like, this is your life. Mm-hmm. Like there's no one else that's going to, no one else. If you get sick, no one's going to feel those symptoms but you. If you f- go through pain, no one's going to feel that but you. So you're the only one that's going to feel anything from any sort of outcome that you get. Yeah. So then be selfish with your health, man. Be yeah. selfish with the action And you ultimately, take. like I truly believe that if you take care of yourself, you're going to be able to serve and help other people much better. Mm-hmm. Like if you, if I make myself a priority and I'm the healthiest, happiest version of myself, I'm going to be able to be more present in my job and, you know, in relationships and helping others because if I, and it's something I struggle with on a consistent basis of making sure that I make myself a priority and I take time for myself because if I'm not mentally healthy or physically healthy or any of those things, I'm not going to be able to help people forever, right. you know? And so I think that's really important too. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, one thing that I used to always think of is like my circle is too small, but like, and I used to like, I used to have to feel that I needed to get 
a bigger circle mm-hmm. and then that forced me because i went through a fluctuation with this too and like i got my circle small to the point to where i had like one person and then i was like well i need to find other i need to just create different other relationships yeah. yeah and then then i just started bringing in people that didn't bring in value like i like just it. people for the sake of people yeah. exactly and um and i think that's you as human beings you have connections with other people that um even that you, you might not even be able to explain it like subconscious i guess not even subconscious maybe, maybe like spiritually or emotionally you could be you know because why do you think people have created the those signs like being a leo or being a virgo or cancer right because these things are like true so even if someone and this is really cool to do because i feel like if you just take time out of your day to really just like jump out of your body for a second mm-hmm. and just like observe and if if you have and you could just do this for a day like just give yourself a day okay like if you are already doing what you're doing in life you can give some time out of your day to do this real quick but you know if you just like kind of like analyze even the words people tell you like how how did you respond or how how do you feel from what someone said Mm -hmm. and is that causing you to because some people might even do it without even thinking about it someone might say something to someone and that person is now all of a sudden feeling that like they need to have some sort of sweet or they need to have some sort of like food. And then that could be obviously like you were saying earlier, emotional trigger, right? But they might not even know until someone tells them like, hey, you are, you are triggered by this. Yeah, yeah, this is happening to you. So and I think that's what's so scary because we also talked about the other day, like people are believing things so blindly. Mm-hmm. And whenever it comes down to your health and you're following things and you're doing things and reacting to things so blindly without even knowing that you're doing it. Um I think that's scary because you should be – we are losing, like, touch with ourselves. Like, who cares about other people at the moment? You know, like, worry about you and, like, try to connect and line up your body so that how you said if you are doing everything you can in your power to take care of your body, health, mind, you know, everything that you have, you can give back to other people, right? So I think that's what people should be focusing on is, is really just taking care of who they are. And I feel like – this is not hard. Like, yes, me and Kelly were talking about tons of different things. They were talking <laughs> about finding your circle and we're talking about freaking healthcare and how the world's set up for failure. I don't want you to be sitting in your chair or in your car right now going to work or washing dishes and you're like, dude, I can't this, this episode is, is messing my <laughs> messing with my head. Debbie Downers over here. And it's not that hard. But someone has to someone has to make you realize that these are things that are around you, right? Yeah. And um and we and I like to share experience. I like to share stories. I like to bring you guys on the show because you guys have, have ex- you've experienced a life that I haven't experienced. Yep. So you're bringing new things to me that I have not experienced. Like Kelly says some crazy shit sometimes. I'm like, dude, I never <laughs> even thought of that. I never even thought of thinking of it like that. Yeah. And I think that is what is the most powerful thing with breaking up the toxic environments that you might be in. Even like things you have on the walls or music you listen to or whatever. Um, and then inviting new people inside mm-hmm. your life. And I think that can change yeah. a lot. Yeah. Well, and something I've realized and especially like interacting with you all weekend, how much I value people who push me and push boundaries mm-hmm. and maybe come from a totally different opinion on something and we can talk through those things and have conversations. Because the other thing I realize is I don't just want people in my life that just tell me what I want to hear all the time. Like I need the people who have served me the best, especially within the last year or two of my life where I feel like I've grown are people who push me to be better. They tell me when I need to stop whining and suck it up. They tell me they support me when I really need it. But I think we don't, we don't necessarily you don't need the person. If you're someone that says, you know, I, I need to lose weight and I need to do this and 
you have people that are just like, no, you don't need to do that. Like, just eat whatever you want. Like, like you're beautiful. Or yeah, and like it's the like there's something stuff. to say. Like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have self love, but part of yeah. self love is taking care of yourself, mm-hmm. and that's something that I've realized too. Like. I support health and that doesn't, so I'm not, I'm body positive, but I'm not body body positive in the sense that I think you should just shovel food and be unhealthy and justify that as being okay. Mm-hmm. So it's like a difference for me, but, yeah, no, absolutely, um, absolutely. you know, but also just having those people that are going to hold you accountable to what you say is important to you. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to surround myself with people who just tell me what I want to hear all the time. Like, I know. <laughs> it sounds great on paper, but ultimately that's not going to allow me to be successful with everything that I'm trying to do. Like I need people that push me and challenge me to be better and to question my thoughts and to be accountable. Like a hundred percent accountable is something that I strive to be where I say, you know what? Like I wasn't successful at this, but that was because I set myself up for failure. I didn't do what I needed to do to be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, I am really big on self-accountability and self-awareness and failing to acknowledge that sets people up for failure. If you right. say, well, right. well, this external factor came in and allowed me to not be successful, mm-hmm. you know, successful, like, oh, you know, I meant to eat healthy, but so-and-so brought this to the office and so then I just couldn't do it. Like, that is a victim mindset and I, you have to acknowledge that, Mm -hmm. like, and say, you know what, like, I was proud of myself because I made a, you know, a goal with myself to eat healthier. Somebody brought sweets into the office and I chose not to eat them. Like, that is ultimately how you're going to be successful is making intentional choices and realizing that almost everything we do on a daily basis is a choice and if you choose to be accountable you can see progress and results but if you choose to be a victim you're going to be a victim forever and it's like you know how are you going to be in the next few years you know like that's what i think about a lot is like because i don't know why but i can't wait till I'm, uh, until i'm 42 i feel like when i'm 42 why 42 i think when i'm 42 like i'm gonna be like not even Thriving. at my peak, but like I'm gonna be like there. Like I'm gonna be like That's so random, but okay. I don't know why it's forty two. It's always been forty two with me. It's always been forty two to be like that's gonna be like I don't know why I feel like it's gonna be a strong year. And then hundred and four is where I'm making it to. Like that's where I'm making it to. So I always think like how 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 is Matt gonna be when I'm forty two? Like yeah. I think about it a lot. And uh it is a weird number. I don't know why I think about that. But um like how am I going to be with my grandkids or how am I going to be with other people I interact with? How am I going to be able, how, how much growth have I, I'm not even going to talk about like business or company or financial. How much growth have I, am I going to have created? Yeah. At that moment in time, because we have, there's so many things you could be scared of in this world and so many things that you could, so many excuses you can make to Mm -hmm. not start. Right. But the biggest thing that I've always been scared of is to, Actually, not always. So my grandma got diagnosed with cancer whenever I was in high school, like junior year or senior year of high school. And then she got hospice at home mm-hmm. and then she passed away at, in our house, right? So whenever I think whenever I saw that is whenever it happened because my, my grandma did a lot in her life and she did a lot for, for me yeah. as being like her own grandson. And um, But now whenever I go through my life, like I want to finish this life with knowing that I did everything that I could mm-hmm. to just live it. Yeah, to just live and be present. To just live and be present. And I don't want to ever look back and think I couldn't I couldn't go to my son's game because I was like I was too busy with something yeah. or something else. Like I want him to be a priority. I want like my family to be priority. I want my people in my circle to be priority. And if I can't go and perform and do something because I'm not taking care of myself or I'm not prioritizing these things, then I feel like I'm not living my life to the fullest. 
and that's always just my biggest fear and when it comes down to like taking care of myself like having a nice physique is cool right it's cool so i can go to the beach or whatever we go to the pool and i can take off my shirt and it's like whatever yeah and you get compliments and i don't care who you are but those things feel good you know <laughs> so but then there's that's just a little that's a percent a half a percent if even not even anything of just what the rest of it actually consists of and i feel like you know i do a lot with my days now especially when it comes down to what i put inside my body what i put inside my life or my just my mind overall that is going to affect me in the next few years you know because yeah. i feel like whatever you it's like chess like the any move that you make is going to affect either you're gonna lose or you're gonna win yeah so either moving in the right direction or moving, moving in the, the wrong direction, direction. And, and either way you're moving so exactly and exactly there's no there's no like stagnant mm-hmm. you're either falling down or you're going up yeah so if, i think if you view life like that man like i'm either not giving value to my life or i'm giving value to my life there's no like plat there's no like being a straight line yeah you know it's either you're progressing or you're declining it's yeah. one of the two so i like to to think of like every single day and everything that i do like how is this going to because another thing that scares me too is like people are creating things inside their body right now they have no idea what's happening right like you could be creating uh a blood clot somewhere and and you might not even know it and yep. it could be because you're living a bad health lifestyle yeah right and those things are scary when you think about it so like that's why I always try to prioritize. I think that's one of my biggest reasons why I do what I do. Yeah. Is is obviously to give back and like and I feel I just feel better whenever I do what I do. Yeah. And then um also that. I never want to be in a situation where I did this to myself. Yeah. Like there then there's always there's inevitably going to be somebody who responds and says, well, like, but things just, crazy things just happen. Like you can get into a oh, car yeah, accident. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah. like I want to be in control of the things that I have control over, you know, and I want to maximize those things. And yes, I could walk outside today and get in a car accident and die. But right. I know that I did everything that I could to live the life that I want to live. And right. um, I see you doing it like with your son and being a good role model for him. I think there's so much value in that. Like there are yeah. so many people who say, oh, well, I want to be healthy, but I have kids and like they're my priority. I promise you, if you take care of yourself, yeah. that doesn't mean neglect your kids, but yeah. make them part of that journey. If they see you being healthy and active and making yourself a priority, it's going to pay dividends in their life too. Oh, absolutely. So. You know, I never, so there is mother's mom guilt out there. A hundred percent. I yeah. never knew and that. I, don't feel, I know it's real. I can't say I've experienced it. Right. Obviously, I'm not a mom, but I see it all the time of I can't make myself a priority because I'm a mom. I never, I never knew that even existed until I had, I had a girl on the show. Katie Oakley, she she was the first person to tell me about it, and I was like, "What the hell is mom guilt?" And then and then I'm like, "Are you like guilty of just being a mom or what's up?" And then you know she's like, "No, it's like because she would she would wake up, she had to take her kids to school at like six thirty or seven I think or something like that. So she would wake up at like four four thirty, take her kids to the gym, have them be there as she finishes her hour workout, and then take them to school. Yep. So she prioritized her health, her body yep. for one hour of the day, one hour of the day." And and people would say, well, why are you getting your kids up early like that? Like, you should let them sleep, you know? Or you think it's good for them to just be sitting around at the gym? Like, they could be doing something else, you know? Or, like, why are you going to go spend time in the gym? You could be spending time with your kids. Oh, and it's that's like terrible. Oh, my yeah. gosh. And and I'm hearing this. I'm like, there's no way. There's no way that's that's real. There's no way that's that no, makes sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, but it is. I know that's real. Yeah. So then I'm, like, thinking to myself, too, like, dude, that's crazy. And there's so many people that go through that stuff. And and they let it overpower them. Yep. You know, and uh, but like you said, like how can yes, you're taking an hour out of your day, but.
but that one hour can drastically transform the way they think about themselves. Yeah, and it can give you more energy to be more present in their life the rest of the day. Like Mm -hmm. there's so many, so many positive impacts. And even if it means like I've told people, I don't care if you're in your living room and you do a 10 minute workout with your kids doing it with you. Mm. I promise you that's still better than doing nothing. That's fitness. You did, you did what I did today. Yeah. Just mine was, you know, deadlifts for yep. whatever and yeah. doing this circuit or whatever. But still, you but did something the same is thing. still better than nothing. And I think, again, that comes back to that all or nothing mindset that sabotages a lot of people with nutrition. Same thing with exercise. Mm. I'd rather you say, you know what, I got a 10 minute workout in today or I went for a 15 minute walk than I didn't do anything at all. Mm. Like, something is always better than nothing. I actually have a good question for you because <laughs> I want to know from you because yep. I feel like sometimes I'm in this world and I'm like, Am I the only person that feels this way? So when it comes down to like you, you doing, you know who you are, you know what you want, right? Yep. So whenever you're around people, your friends and stuff like that, and um, you say no to something, and you say no to alcohol, or you say no to a certain dessert, or you just say no just because you just don't want it, right? Yep. I just don't want that. Yep. It's that simple. Not because my health yep. or whatever. I just don't want it. Yep. All right. And do you feel like you get judged or look different do you feel like you're they do you feel like you're thinking of how they think of you and you think that they're thinking that you are um too like higher on a pedestal than they are yeah like people don't get it and i i get little um i mean i make choices like that all the time and like i'm trying to like holidays or something you know like i remember so for fourth of july this year i was finishing up a crossfit Uh online qualifier so on the fourth of july and i was getting messages from people that were like why aren't you drunk it's fourth of july like why are you doing fitness and i'm like you don't understand me you know like i don't i don't need yes like sometimes i choose to drink but a lot of times i choose not to because i just don't want to and like i don't need to feel judged for those um but yeah just a lack of like just people just don't understand what I'm doing and why I'm doing it and that, you know, it's it's easy to say no to things that don't make me feel good and maybe that's not typical for somebody else, but for me it's the choice every day. <laughs> I feel like I feel like weird. I feel like I'm like <laughs> Like what? Yeah, like I feel like whenever I say something like that, like they think that I'm too uptight or something. Yeah, like oh like why wouldn't you just like why didn't like, you go oh, out? You can't more? have a French fry, you know, you're gonna Yeah, like no I I can and I do, yeah. but like I I'm intentional about the things that I do. And like, for me, it's always, if I'm going to eat something I know is not going to make me feel good, it's for me, it's not that I'm worried I'm going to gain weight or something. It's, it's not going to make me feel very good. Mm -hmm. And so it better be like, I need to mentally prepare for that. (laughs) It's like pizza. Let's talk about pizza. Like I love pizza. Don't get me wrong, but it makes me feel like garbage. Mm So I'm not going to just go eat pizza at Domino's just for the sake of it. Like I'm going to seek out the best pizza that's going to be worth it because I'm going to need to lay down after (laughs) and I'm not that I'm going to regret it, but I know I'm not going to feel great. So, you know, it's not going to be something I do three days a week you know i'm going to be very strategic about it and i don't do it often because it's just the um the benefits that i get from it don't often outweigh the consequences yeah. <laughs> no absolutely <laughs> absolutely um, but it doesn't feel like i'm missing out on things and i think that's what okay people, good yes there yeah it's go. like they think like oh because you're not going and getting drunk every friday and saturday night that you're like missing out on life and i'm like i promise you you're missing out on uh, life when yes you i'm like i'm i am gaining so many more things yeah. in my life yeah. from the value that i get doing these other things it's just different from what your choices are there's nothing wrong with that like i don't judge people if they want to go out and drink two nights a week the only difference being if somebody says hey i i want to 
live more of the lifestyle that you live or I want to change my body composition and they're not setting themselves up for success, like I'm going to tell you, like what you're doing is not supporting the goals that you say that you have. Mm. So just be yeah. honest with yourself about those things. Right, right, right. Yeah, I used to always think like, like that. Like, yeah. do, am I going to regret not doing this for like, like when five years passes by? Like, why didn't I turn up with my friends back in the day or something <laughs> like that? And I always think like, I used to always think like that, but um, then you have those incidents where you go do that with your friends and it's like okay now nah, nah, this is why this i don't is, do this yeah like it was yeah. i guess it was fun in the moment but like yeah no nah, you, you um you pay for it more yeah and like you can have you can find a way to be balanced like yeah. i i like a good glass of red wine i like a margarita and mm. i have those things fairly often honestly mm. like yes i have periods in my season where i don't really drink but like off season you know i probably had more beverages than people realize but it's it's still like for the most part i feel better if i'm balanced and i'm not doing it super often because i just don't need to like it doesn't the benefit that i get from having seven margaritas versus one is there's no benefit like it doesn't add value to my life you know for me it's more the when i when i'm really in my main seasons i somehow i miss out on feeling like i'm connected to people socially and so that's really the bigger piece but that doesn't have to we we think it has to be around food and beverages and that's a societal construction you can still do things that aren't centered around those and you can still say hey i'm gonna hang out with x people but i'm not going to drink heavily Mm -hmm. like that's a choice and you can still do that it just may not be what other people are used to right but absolutely 100 percent, man that's uh be social yeah to be connected to to people yeah and that's important you know i think especially with covid and quarantine and everything and like everyone is craving social interaction so i totally get that and it's so tempting right now to just want to go out all the time because we couldn't do that for like an entire year and there's still lots of areas now that are closing back up again and so you know I, i totally get the wanting to go sit out and be at a restaurant and do those things and you can do those and you can also make intentional choices while doing that to still make progress towards your goals and get that social interaction that you're craving yeah like it is possible to do both it just sometimes it takes a little more planning and effort yeah planning and effort it's like two two things that you can create like unlimited amounts of success inside of your journey or any goal that you're pursuing for sure yep so whenever uh one thing i do see very often in your stories or whatnot is how important gut health is for you so what created the importance of you prioritizing gut health yeah so i part of my like nutritional journey which it's been fascinating to me like i've you know over the last couple of years i really try to pay attention to my body and what the cues are telling me mm-hmm. you know in various forms and so i think after i did bodybuilding shows that kind of triggered some intolerances in particular for me and i think it's kind of like as you start to eliminate things and your body kind of goes oh maybe we didn't like those to begin with and mm-hmm. so something like dairy you know i've realized through <laughs> trial and error that my body does not tolerate trial dairy anymore <laughs> you know but like i i used to be able to eat it when i was little and yeah. i just can't anymore like right. the, the benefits of it the enjoyment i get from it do not outweigh the consequences and um also as part of that i've just i've struggled quite a bit with digestive symptoms and health and going to different specialists and kind of trial and error and so figuring out the things that my body needs and ultimately a lot of the research that's coming out shows that a lot of our health starts in our gut so if you're not taking care of your gut and those microorganisms and bacteria that are growing in there and giving them beneficial things it actually affects your brain function it affects your overall health and um like they're looking at a lot of like now chronic um 
inflammatory conditions like uh, like a Crohn's disease mm-hmm. or um, like irritable bowel syndrome. All There's all these new things coming out and a right. lot of it comes back to gut health. So there's still so many things we don't know and I don't think we have a clear picture on what exactly, like it's probably one of the still most under-researched areas um, and it's starting to catch right. up, but it's still, it's just something we don't know a lot about. Right. So, you know, I'm just kind of at this point, I've had a lot of benefit and success with myself with just prioritizing getting a variety of fruits and veggies in um, and making sure I'm kind of listening to the things that don't make me feel good and just making sure I'm consistently getting enough fruits and veggies or supplementing appropriately to set myself up for success because that ultimately I've seen pays um, dividends in terms of my mindset, my energy levels, my sleep patterns, like it all kind of comes back to my gut, which I think is crazy. <laughs> well, I read somewhere one time that the gut has like, it has its mind of its own. Yep. It's, it's, um, so much goes through the gut so much, right? It, it's where, that's where your life is. Like that's where you digest. Yeah. They call it like the second brain now. Yes. So it's like your enteric, you know, your separate system essentially right. and like your vagus nerves and all these different things that are kind of subtly impacting all these other areas yeah because it has a um rhythmic pattern right so it has an involuntary muscle pattern that goes through that makes your food move through the entire system and i feel like whatever has that has a mind of its own like yep. something with your heart right and your lungs like those things they involuntarily do what they got to do so you can be able to live but when it comes down to like to the gut health um have you ever thought of like because I know we eat so much. Like, think about how much that goes through the gut, right? But you ever done research on fasting? So I have looked at fasting, and I've been known. I've done one 72-hour fast in my life, and it was miserable. But um, I, know, dude. <laughs> I think fasting, it's one of those interesting topics where there's, there's still a lot of misinformation on it. And I think that it has become very commonplace for people to kind of find kind of find what they're seeking out where someone says oh like I want positive stuff for fasting so they're going to seek it out and then extend that so like for example there's a lot of beneficial research right now supporting 48 hour or longer fasting and the benefits on the body yes but people will take that data and support like a shorter fasting window. So let's say somebody who just eats in an eight-hour window during their day and say that those are the same benefits. Oh, and fasting, right? Yeah, so like yeah. that to me, like the results or the the data is not necessarily the same for those. And uh, so yeah, right. if somebody says, hey, I want to do intermittent fasting, whether it's eating in a four-hour, an eight-hour, six-hour window during my day, I always ask why, you know, what are your... Why are you doing that? Mm -hmm. And if people are trying to lose weight and they like to have more condensed, kind of bigger meals, um, and that works in their lifestyle, great, do that. But if you're looking at like the benefits of fasting, a lot more of that research has been done in longer fasting windows. Mm -hmm. So 48 hours, 72 hours, not like just skipping breakfast and calling it fasting to me is not the same thing. Like it's a strategy to lose weight. And ultimately what that comes down to is eating in a calorie deficit, Mm -hmm. but for a lot of people, it's not a realistic thing, and it, you don't have to do that. It's one strategy, but it's not this like miraculous tool that's going to give you the body composition that you want just because you did intermittent fasting. Right. Like, ultimately, if you eat garbage and you do intermittent fasting, that doesn't mean you may weigh less, but that doesn't mean you're going to see the body composition that right. you want. Right. Exactly. So, exactly. Um, yeah. And like ultimately, like, like, do I realize or do I acknowledge that doing a seventy-two hour fast once a month could be beneficial for my health? Yes. Am I going to do it? 
Probably not. <laughs> I want to. Not gonna lie. I oh, it's want rough. to start. I felt I know. terrible, but it's. I've done twenty four. That's it. Twenty four. Yeah. And that shit was rough. I did a seventy two water only. I mean, I had caffeine withdrawal. Uh-huh. Like it was. It's pretty eye opening. Um, seventy two hours, three days. Yep. And yeah, and ultimately it comes down to like you know if you're just like as a performance based athlete. It was tough for me because it really negatively affected my workouts oh, during that time absolutely. and the days yeah. after because I wasn't fueled. Yeah. But is it a beneficial probably for positive health or to do every so often? Absolutely. Like there's a lot of good research of it just kind of getting rid of crappy cell tissue and inflammation and mm. kind of flushing everything out. Um, it's showing a lot of promise. So yeah, I just think. know who you are, right? Mm-hmm. Know who you are. Know what you want to do and why you want to do it. But fasting for sure, dude. I want. I do want to try. It. Tom Billu is a. Um, Oh, that was okay. Tom Billu. Use let it go. We still have that one. I got enough on it. Okay. <laughs> um, you, do you know who Tom Billu is? Do you know what Quest bars are? Oh yeah. So yeah. he's the one that co-founded. Okay. Quest yeah. or whatever. So he brings on people onto his like show, and he's bring he's been bringing on a lot of people that specialize in fasting. Okay. So I've been like watching that, mm-hmm. and um, and I think the crazy benefits of fasting is is crazy. And I feel like all just because you completely zero out your gut, yep. like you, you clean everything out yeah. and, like, and give it time to then work on like itself or work on breaking yep. down free radicals and, yep. and proteins, all that other stuff. Yeah. And, and, uh, but I do feel like you need to understand who you are. So if you're an athlete, yep. you don't, you don't have time for fasts. Like you don't have time. Yeah, to- or maybe not as often as somebody else. Um, and yeah, I just think there's still a lot of confusion on fasting. Like, oh, well, I'm just going to eat from 12 to 8 because I'm going to get all these benefits from yeah. my gut. I'm like, are you though? Like, <laughs> I don't think, like, people feel guilty sometimes because of diet culture and thinking, well, what if I don't want to do that? Does that mean I'm not going to be successful? And I'm like, mm-hmm. no. Like, intermittent fasting does not work in my lifestyle. I have too much to eat. I don't like to eat big meals. Like, I like to eat more consistently throughout the day. That's what works for me. Mm. And I'm not going to feel guilty about that. Like, if I'm prioritizing healthy foods, like, I don't think just because someone does intermittent fasting and they eat garbage, that does not make them a healthier person than me. Right, right. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And just because I eat more frequently, if I eat garbage, that doesn't make me healthier than somebody else. Mm, So, ultimately... The foundational principles don't change and just looking at those things of, hey, what works in your lifestyle? And if you need to eat in a calorie deficit, it's one strategy among others. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Always yeah. just, I think it's so cool with body and health that you can just experiment with different things mm-hmm. and you have the option to do so. Like you can figure out what works for you yep. and, and what doesn't work and for you. And there's just not a – it's not a one-size-fits-all approach. You mm-hmm. know, you can try different things, but just because – so-and-so does keto or so-and-so is vegan or so-and-so does fasting like doesn't mean you have to do that if it doesn't work for your lifestyle like that's okay Mm. you know you can find another thing and work beyond it there's a lot of ways to be successful oh absolutely yeah hell yeah dude (laughs) so with okay so with all the current listeners and future listeners right well for everyone who's going to be listening to the show or this episode that is like new to the podcast maybe doesn't even know who you are at all Where's the best place for people to reach out to you, ask you a question, or maybe get some guidance or something? Or maybe just say, yo, that episode was awesome. I want to ask you about this or this and that. Where's the best place Best place for people to uh, reach out to you? Yeah, probably through my Instagram page. Um, I do dabble in some other things, but that's kind of my more, most consistent platform. Mm. So at Kelstone35. Kelstone35. Why 35? I don't know. There's just a random number. Which is there? Yeah. I was wondering. I was like, why should <laughs> you put 35 right there? Kelstone was taken, so it was just a nice... I'm a... I like, like, to me, I like fives and zeros uh-huh. on the ending. I don't like random other numbers. <laughs> right, so right. it feels even. I, five's not an even number, but it's like a, 
It just feels right. Yeah, it feels right. Have you have you asked that girl, Kel Stone? Have you? No, do you know who that is? I don't. No, I should look. It'd That's be kind of cool to see like who that is. Yeah. Um, but I got one more thing for you before we leave here. Um, for people out there listening right now that um, are just struggling with like figuring out what they need to do, because it's health and fitness. Whenever there's so much stuff out there, right? So saturated. So <clears throat> when people are looking for something to help them to to they're on google or they're doing something and it's overwhelming right so much stuff coming at them yeah what is because obviously we have been in it for so long yeah but someone out there right now is suffering right now that hasn't been in it ever and they're trying to start what is some great advice you could give them if they're talking to you right now and they're telling you their problems and they're like yo i've been trying to find this and that trying to find answers i just don't know what to do I think it's just getting started. Don't get attached to needing to be in the perfect place to start your journey, whatever that looks like for you, and just starting small and building from there. So it's better to say, you know what? I'm new to exercise. I'm going to commit to doing 10 minutes a day, three days a week, and build from there than to say, I'm going to work out two hours a day, seven days a week, and I'm just going to hit the ground running because right. that it's just too much too fast. Mm-hmm. So be consistent, make something a habit, and then build from there and seek out people that you find value from and who give you, who motivate you to want to achieve the goals that you've set for yourself and you feel like can give you value. Like I think there are so many people nowadays that follow people, whether it's social media or they're reading books or blogs or whatever it is. And it's like people that don't make me, them feel good about themselves mm. or, you know, are putting out crappy information. Like you don't waste your time with those people. Like find people who you think are going to add value to your journey and spend your energy there. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And I think that's that's even that's hard for I think anyone like to find that that hot spot in like the value world to like yeah. find all your fuel from. Yeah. Like find, you know, find an accountability person, find yeah. people that motivate you, mm-hmm. but people that are real that are going to say, you know what? Like I have bad days too. Yeah. If yeah. somebody is stuck in that, this is the only way, like red flags to me are people who are putting out content. This is the only way to do this. I never have bad days. I'm perfect. Like those are the people you want to follow. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like honestly. Well, how does that even sound close to being real? Yeah. Cause it doesn't. No. Nope. That's awesome. Gosh. <laughs> Kelly, that was good. That was good. That was good. Um, Every time I talk to you, it's like so, it's like so. Uh, you can just keep talking for Yeah, it's like so powerful. But uh, all right, everybody, Kelly Stone, find her at kellstone35 yep. uh, on Instagram. Reach out to her. Ask her any questions if you need to. Um, but other than that, I hope you grabbed some value in this episode today. I hope you, you know, learned something from her or me or found some sort of inspirational thing inside this episode. Um Kelly's very unique in how she thinks and how she moves through her life. And that's the biggest reason why she's been on the show three times already because we keep these types of guest speakers close because if they bring value to me, then I know they're going to bring value to you guys. And that's the most important part. You want people to bring value to you so that you can find that inspiration with inside yourself to believe in who you are so you can go out there and perform at your base capability. If that is you being a mom, a dad, a brother, a sister, a son, a daughter, a coworker, a freaking neighbor, a uncle, an aunt, you're going to be a business owner, a student, whatever it is you're trying to do, you want to be the best at it. You need to believe that you can be the best at it and then go pursue it. And especially when it comes down to your health and just health overall. Um, and that's why we bring on amazing people like yourself all the time. But um, but yes, ladies and gentlemen, hope you enjoyed this episode. Kelly Stone, Coach Matt, we'll see you all later.
Peace. You just finished another amazing episode on the Train Hard Live Strong podcast. If you have grabbed any sort of value from this episode, all we ask is you simply share it out to your Instagram story, Snapchat, send it to your best friend. If you want to know when the next amazing episode of guest speakers are coming on the show, make sure to check out our website, trainhardlifton.com. And also, if you want to see the sickest apparel, go ahead and check out athleticbeings.com. We'll see you all in the next episode. Coach Matt, peace. <laughs>